Okay. And so we feel ready to three, two, one, mark this thing. All right. You want to start us? No, I want you to start us. I feel like I can. Okay. Jump. Three, two, two one, one, mark. Mark. I. We got together on mark. Did we? I think so. I'll try again. All right. Yeah. One more time. Three, two, two, one, one mark. Mark. All right, I think that you kind of cut out that time when I said Mark, so I think we're good. That's good. I think I was talking on top of you, which is the goal, right? I think so. So we sync up, synchronize. Yeah. That's the only time we're supposed to talk on top of each other for the whole thing. (laughs) But it it won't be the only time. Yeah. I I listen to a lot of question of the day, and it's just like them talking over each other. Like, they spend like... Five minutes of the podcast talking about like how they talk over one another all the time. Well, somehow that manages to be funny if you talk about your own really? dysfunction. Okay. What's what? We're not very dysfunctional though. I <gasps> yes, I special guest Diana guys. <laughs> I I bought that when we went to Whole Foods. So for the listeners oh. at home, what what are you guys describing? Uh, is it a quesadilla? It's beer, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a Founders Sumatra Mountain Brown, which is an Sumatra. That bitch from Puzzle and Dragons. <laughs> what? <laughs> what bitch from Puzzle and Dragons? So what's her name? Sumatra. Sumatra. Sumire. Sumire. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking her beer. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, yeah, it's an imperial brown ale brewed with Sumatra coffee, and it's delicious. Nice. From Founders Brewing Company in Michigan. That's our... I should have a beer beer of the pod every week, too. I'm having a San Pellegrino uh, grapefruit sparkling water. Awesome. Ver- it's a virgin one, in case you were wondering. We are... We are hipster high class, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Pad Bros mm. Podcast. Your, Your home, home. <laughs> third-hand news questionable Stop advice. Stop talking over me. Did you want to do it? I, no, I've done it, it every time. Did you want to do it? But you do it so well, and I love hearing it. Okay. <laughs> I, I even corrected the spelling on boars, so it's not Pad Bros anymore. <laughs> I noticed that you didn't say that. <laughs> no, I did say it. Oh, did you? <laughs> Rewind the tape, guys. All right, welcome to the Pad Bros to Podcast. Pad Bros Podcast. <laughs> Evan, stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Your home for third-hand news, questionable advice, and dubious opinions all about Puzzle and Dragons. It is Monday, June 6th, 2016, and I am your host, Evan, and with me as our other host is... Kevin. Awesome. Kev, Pad Bro Kevin. Pad Bro Kevin. Live from Los Angeles, California. California. Well, I, we're recorded, so I don't think we're ever live. You're right. I mean, you're live to me. Aww. So that's good. Well, welcome to the... Uh, what is this episode? It's like the... This is episode 12. Do you ever like go out and then like the next day you have like breakfast with all your friends and you talk about all the things you did the night before? Uh, not so much anymore. Maybe when I was in high school. So like, like a hangover breakfast. This is kind of like the player's choice hangover breakfast, it, where we talk about player's choice. 
and everything we got. That is an excellent description, Kevin. An excellent description of <laughs> this podcast. So we're going to have some mimosas, some waffles, and we're going to talk what we got, player's choice. Yeah, if by mimosas and waffles you mean San Pellegrino and beer. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so uh, we're going to do, like you just said, a little status update on you and I and our experience with uh, the REM machine during this uh, Player's Choice Godfest, which uh, I stated in our preview that I would not pull, and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah. It's just so fun. Yeah. With everyone else pulling. Absolutely. Like you It's st- a social experience among your pad friends. Yeah, you see stuff and you're like, oh, I want things too. <laughs> like I pulled like twice and then I got a text from my, my cousin who had like pulled like 20 something times and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run a bunch of dungeons, get some stones and pull as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, it's It's contagious. <laughs> yeah. So after we uh, talk about our like kind of status update on ourselves, uh, we're going to recap a little co-op adventure that you and I had last night. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Can we not? We are definitely going to. I think people Great. people will enjoy hearing about our uh, fallibility. <laughs> now all the Pad Bros fans know how, gonna know how lame I am. <laughs> I, Just kidding. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Sure. I don't think you, you were lame in the way that you played. Um, then we'll talk some North American news, although there's not a whole lot of that. There are a few exciting things to talk about. Yeah, some big things. And then, man, is there a crap ton of JP news. Uh, last time that we chatted about JP news, because um, our last episode was just Player's Choice Godfest, so we're talking uh, back on the 18th of May was our last chat. And there wasn't a whole lot of JP news, and we're like, when is there going to be a stream? And we just had one up about a week ago a lot of exciting things got announced very very interesting stuff uh very cool art things released a collab that i think is right up your alley i don't i don't know i'm i'm into it as well but we'll we'll see what you have to say wait are you talking to me yeah you what about diana (laughs) well it's i I think it might be just as much up your alley as it's up diana's alley (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at this list of Awoken, it's pretty exciting. The Awokens are exciting. Uh, the Altivos are super exciting as well. Uh, we'll get to that. Actually, my there's one one Altivo that was announced that might be my favorite art in the game. Oh my! I just got goosebumps down yeah, my so, arm. So it's not available for Cute Corner, but I may it may be like a locked in as soon as it comes to NA, and that's going to be my my pick. Um, Ooh, better not tell me I might swoop. <laughs> uh, then we're going to talk a little bit in our sort of mechanic of the week section about uh, attack awakening. So we've got Rowan Hands and Orban Hands. They both add to your monster's attack when you combo. But how do they do it, and when is enough enough in terms of trying to stack those same awakenings onto your team? It's definitely helpful to stack them, but when does that helpfulness sort of drop off? Um, Mm -hmm. And then our leader of the podcast will be the new arrival, Xiang Mei. Yeah, homegirl Xiang Mei, who I've got a few stories about. And we'll just talk about her real quick as a leader. She's actually pretty easy to talk about. Um, 
and uh you know we can we can knock that out pretty quickly so hopefully we'll have plenty of time to cover all this jp news and then we can cover xiang mei relatively well and then move on and knock out a quick cute corner a relatively uh fun little question of the week from grant i like this question a lot yeah I'm curious it's gonna be fun to what we talk about uh that question is from grant and then uh we'll be done Sweet. Yeah, let's let's Cheers. let's launch into it and hop into that status update. Um, do you want to tell me what's going on with you? Yeah, I am. Uh... Oh, do I do I just tell you, I tell you everything? Like what I pulled and no, no, no. Well, I think we'll we'll save our uh, we'll just do our REM adventures in and of themselves. But uh, I want to know. You know what are you, what are you doing today? What are you what are you farming? When you puzzle, what are you puzzling? I am. Oh man, I don't even. I wasn't ready for this. How about you go first? Okay, uh, I just uh, made it up to rank six hundred and twenty. My number of days played has passed my rank sometime in the last week, and uh, it's probably not coming back. I I could catch up i'm sure and keep up with it uh without you know spending an ex you know exorbitant amount of stones uh but i don't have the time for it so i'm uh focusing on doing hard things and having fun with that and uh i'm not grinding rank enough to keep keep ahead of my days played so i'm gonna i'm gonna wave goodbye and probably rank up probably every other day a little more like that. It's it's over a million EXP to rank up. So like we get that uh, experience of a lifetime dungeon, and I can just run it whenever because it doesn't rank me up at all. Like it it <laughs> gets me less than halfway to a rank up. So do the like the new some of the new dungeon bonuses help you at all? Of like double the experience? Uh, well, I don't really run any of those. Uh. Because even even running some of those on double the experience isn't quite as good as you know maybe when Starlight Sanctuary is on double experience, yeah. But but running Nordis in co op, you know, gives me I get like fifty eight k exp for twenty five stamina, so it's it's pretty incredible. So for for comparison, uh, double experience in Starlight Sanctuary. Is gonna bump you from uh, 13k exp to 26k for 17. So it's still not as good as running Nordis and Co-op. And Nordis and Co-op is like faster, and I only have to actually combo half the turns. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, sure. so yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely possible to to farm enough exp to stay ahead of my days played but uh, i'm just not going to be getting it done just because life i actually you know i have a job yeah i worked i worked like 12 hour days three days in a row this past week in your pad life or work life work life so this pad is also a full-time job <laughs> it is it's not quite a full-time job it's definitely getting pushed to the to the side mm-hmm. so uh 10 times descended getting pretty oh my god getting pretty routine it's, it's getting less and less charming mm-hmm. like 
Did you run anything? Uh, I did for a little bit because uh, Goemon was in the coin dungeons, still in the coin dungeons, and I, with skill inheritance, finally have a like pure button press team for farming Goemon Descended. Okay. What did you change to make this a full push button? So I have two Vritras, and I skill inherited both of them onto Tengu's. Mm-hmm. So now I can run Goemon as my leader, Goemon as my friend, and then the two Tengus with the Vritras. And so that's actually the all that's all the buttons I need to push button my way through the dungeon. All I have to do is bring two other subs that have five skill boosts between them. And um, who do you usually bring? Uh, I have Leilan and Yamato on there, so I had them hypermaxed. Uh, they're between them; they have five red Rowan hands, so that brings my team up to nine red Rowan hands. And so the damage between those two, actually those two by themselves, are enough to kill every monster. You know, like because Goemon, you turn a whole board red and swipe on the boss and it wipes him um and both my monsters are hitting over two million damage uh from that so i don't even really it doesn't matter how much leveled up my friend goemon is as long as they're awoken and max skill mm-hmm. so uh i asked diana to alt evo goemon awaken it and uh give it some peas to max skillet and she uh kindly agreed i think i bribed her with some stones an un- undisclosed number of stones <laughs> wait what i was just like i if i give you some stones will you please just max skill a ultiva goemon for me so that i can ask you to put it up when i want to push button farm you guys are so cute <laughs> yeah because like you know lately people just aren't push button plus egg farming as much as they used to and mm-hmm. uh so as much as they used to as much as they used to all three months ago when <laughs> all like a month ago yeah so uh you know back then people were just like go on like push button farming super excited about it and now i finally have a pure button press team which is nice like i can run Gomon and i don't even really pay attention and i'm still doing it in less than a minute and uh so i kind of bribed her to make a goemon so i could have a best friend that had one up without without bugging some of my best friends like hey could you put this up like it's much easier to ask her for sure because she's right next to you yeah so i mean i think that's cool this uh button pushing not just for whales anymore like rodent not necessary for a pure button press team mm-hmm. if you've got either vritra or awoken Ra. You can skill inherit either of them onto a Tengu. Well, you need both, I think. But you can skill inherit them onto Tengu, and then you have all the skill boosts you need uh, to push button through Goemon. And you can sort of push button through some other stuff as well. Um, you uh, for Val- you can do Valkyrie really fast, pushing push buttons or swiping boards on four out of five floors. Um, so I did a little bit of that for fun as well. And uh, what else? Oh, uh, Tengu. Tengu is a little bit trickier. Uh, it definitely helps to have uh, Awoken Ra. Because Awoken Ra can kill the second floor. But uh, 
somebody like Vritra or even Rodin doesn't break the defense on the Mana Kamudra. And so instead with Rodin, you just pop Rodin. He, his attack kills the two on the side, and then you have to kind of toggle, sw- swipe some orbs just to make the poison go to kill the Mana Kamudra. So it's not, it's, it's still fast, but it's not, it's not a pure button for that floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this, it's cool that this button pushing is, uh, you know, not just for the whales. It's pretty great. Um, I also bought uh, Xiang, Xiang Mei when she came out. Just one? On the first. I bought two. Holy moly. Spoken like a true whale. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a true whale, I'd have all of the Monster Point Dragons. Nice. Uh, but I've got two Xiang Mei's and... Uh, yeah, I've got uh, Xiang Mei, Xiang Mei, Gaddius, Uriel, Uriel... Threw some skill inheritance on Saria on my Xiang Mei. Uh, that team looks so pretty. Yeah, it is really nice. Like the couple of Uriels just really excited about their books. And uh, Xiang Mei playing the violin in three places. It's, it's good stuff. Gaddius is the only eyesore on the team. Way to go, Gaddius. Yeah. He's, just, he's just so out of place. Everyone else is awesome, and Gaddius is just. Ugh. but he's perfect for that team so what can i say so i managed to uh clear arena two on my second attempt with xiang mei so that was my first arena two clear pretty happy about that uh, and then and it's pretty easy with xiang mei right yeah yesterday morning i soloed machine hera with xiang mei wow which is not easy um i think that the one thing that i would do if I want to try to do that again, is bring somebody to deal with the time debuff on floor eight. So, I, I don't know. There's a there's a monster that when you kill it on the on the eighth floor, it does a seven turn time debuff where it reduces your combo time by three seconds. That's rough. <laughs> I'm not that mm-hmm. good at comboing. Not that fast to deal with seven turns of minus three seconds of combo time. You don't have, like, a, someone to bring into... Well, I would have to skill inherit it onto the team, because the as we'll talk about later, Xiang Mei is not super flexible with subs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then uh, I cleared this morning, I cleared Machine Zeus for the third time, uh, and this time only took one try. So like I I've tried I've cleared it with three different people, um, and the first time took seven tries, second time took five tries, and this time I used a slightly different team setup, and it only took one try, uh, and so I think I might even be able to farm Machine Zeus with this with this business. Wow, that's so impressive. Yeah, it'd be really exciting. So Kevin, you you've listened to me talk about stuff that I've been doing. What have you, what are you up to? I am up to, um, feels weird to go second because I haven't done that much. I'm ranked 363. Uh, I think I just hurt, I hit my three, or like day 400 a while ago. Okay. Might be going up on like 420. And I am just really evolving stuff in my box. I haven't really had any projects in terms of dungeons. 
I've just been collecting peas, evolving monsters, and getting some of my teams to look prettier. Working on my Lucy subs and um, plus egging them. Ah, all right. And it was really nice with this uh, player's choice because we got the plus 50, which I didn't know about until we, we got them. Yeah, there was a little bit of um, debate among people or just like people like should i sell it should i yeah. feed it what did you go with i fed them fed them for the plus eggs yeah i think that most people feel that that's the way to go certainly uh you know with the at the rank that i'm at where my max stamina is over 300 um you know with one stone if I run Nordis, so I, I'm I'm at I'm at three twenty six. So that means I can run Nordis thirteen times, and thirteen runs of Nordis will get me six thousand five hundred monster points mm-hmm. just from selling the MP monsters, the Predras. So. I can get 6,500, you know, monster points from one stone. Um, and I think I think that you can get more, like, more MP from one stone than you can plus eggs from a stone. Mm-hmm. I think Goemon, Goemon, running Goemon would get me uh, four, four plus eggs per, per run. I can do six runs so it's only 24 plus eggs uh Mm -hmm. so 24 26 plus eggs so the i think that the the plus eggs are more valuable than mp uh Mm -hmm. in this case so yeah it's a really interesting thing to balance like i had to think about multiple things like do i want to keep this dupe do i want to keep it in my box should i sell it for monster points is it good for plus eggs it was kind of a mind jumble yeah, it's like once you've pulled and you have the monster in your box, like evaluating like, all right, well, I have 50 plus eggs or I have this much MP, which can I replace cheaper? And I think that the answer is the MP. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of worked out. I had a couple of monsters that I pulled them and they're already 297 because I, I pulled a few times. I got excited about pulling stuff. Uh, for a player's choice, yeah, I I pulled some. <clears throat> some I pulled. You, would you would you care to tell me how many? No, but I can tell you what I didn't get. How many eighty five packs? Uh, one less than one. Okay, less than one. Yeah, tell me what you got. Uh, I got a bunch of dupes, but dupes that I'm really excited about because like who of skill inheritance. So I pulled a third Uriel. I don't really know if I have a use for him, so he's just kind of hanging out for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled a second Orochi. What? So do I. Yeah, so I, I think uh, I think having a second Orochi is great. I can use it for skill inheritance, uh, and it could be very valuable. Um, so uh, I pulled a second Aduna Duna, which I haven't figured out whether or not that's worth having but i was thinking that maybe uh skill inheritance wise just being able to throw like a two-turn dark boost onto a team would be good um but we'll see 
I, I can't. I can see where that would be useful. Uh, also pulled. Uh, I pulled two of the uh, players' choice Godfest Egyptians that I didn't oh. that I didn't have before. So I now have Isis and Ra, and I'm pretty stoked about it. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I have I have two of each of those. Actually, I, I think I had three Isis at one point, but I sold one. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. You. Excuse me. Tried to steer that away from the mic, but I'm sure it didn't work out very well. Um, I pulled a dupe Susano. I think that might also be useful. So, like, a lot of these things that I pulled, I'm like, oh, skill inheritance. I think that that might work out. Oh, and I got my favorite <laughs> my favorite silver egg yet, which is Genie. Uh, oh, God, I hate Genie. Well, the thing is, is that Genie's skill is actually really nice to inherit onto a Machine Zeus team if you're trying to clear uh, Machine Hera with Machine Zeus. Okay. Because Machine Hera does... a uh, two turn uh, a two turn light and dark damage absorb right off the bat when you enter the dungeon so you can pop genie and then you can you basically can't she can't do any damage to you so you just like can maintain that full hp that you need until it's time to until her absorb is gone and you can kill her nice i I enjoy that Skill inheritance is bringing some relevance to some of these cards. Yeah. Uh, and then I also pulled a second decolly, which I was psyched about. Why is everyone pulling second and third decollies this, this god this? Well, because it was in the player's choice. Uh, and then I... Arvin got another one. Did he? Mm-hmm. All right. I pulled a third Pandora... I'm not sure that I have a use for that, but I'm. She's cool enough that I'm hanging on to her, and mm-hmm. I pulled Dark Dark Lucy. <gasps> yep. Gasp! Gasp! So co-oping is going to happen with you and me co-oping with uh, Archangel Lucifer. I'm so excited! You you pretty much have a team for it, no? Yeah, uh, I'll be all set with a team for him. Uh, I just need to go ahead and get satan next time satan rolls around i don't have i think i sold it the say i had some satans in my box before but i sold them so i gotta get satan and then i can altivo uh lucy to fallen angel lucifer awoken angel archangel lucifer i don't know what he is awoken archdemon lucifer that's who he is and uh i also pulled two more <laughs> so wow back to back to back no not back to back to back but I got him. And then I'm hanging on to those guys because uh, there's one of the alt evos of um, Archangel Lucifer or Fallen Angel. What is he? He's Archdemon Lucifer. Sorry. One of the alt evos of Archdemon Lucifer uh, has Machine Killer, uh, two Dark Rose, two Skill Boosts, uh, and is uh, has a four-turn cooldown. So he becomes a really good target for Skill Inheritance on machine zeus or machine hera teams that are running these machine dungeons Um, is that the dark dark or dark fire one i think it's dark dark okay but i'm not i'm not confident of that so all i know is i've seen uh you know people using him as a sort of stat stick he's got that permanent three times attack against uh, machines and he's got that low cooldown so you can put a skill on him 
use it, and then maybe have him up again by the boss to enhance your orbs for the final attack. Mm-hmm. I've seen it on like Machine Hera or Machine Zeus teams where you end up turning your whole board dark and then enhancing it. And uh, it works out pretty well. It's like uh, you have Blonia inherited on somebody to turn the whole board to dark and blue. And then you have a uh, Satsuki who is changing the rest of your blue to dark. And then uh, Satsuki has a quick active ability. So, again, that's another monster that you can skill inherit something onto. And then uh, at the end, use them again after you've used the inherited skill. So she can actually come back up by the end. So, in any case, that's that's a while down the road. I'm not quite at the point where I can start developing my super luxury subs like that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, things to think about. Not, yeah, it's there's a reason I didn't sell them. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're gonna keep? Are you gonna keep all three? I'm gonna keep all three. One one is gonna be Hypermax, Fallen, or uh, Awoken Archdemon and Lucifer. Oh my god, will uh, you keep it in the one of your slots for me? Uh, I don't know that I can keep it in one of my slots, but I'll put it up if you ask. Because <laughs> mm, I'm looking for a Lucifer best friend. Okay, well... I, I have plenty of uh, Umiyami best friends. Do you have a... a of... do, you, uh, do you still have a best friend selection left? Yeah, dude, I'm trying to choose somebody, but I don't know who because... Ah. I'm trying to be more efficient with, like, a potential third team i'm gonna have but i don't know what that's gonna be yet well uh because i'm kind of not not really playing sakuya that often so yeah i'd like to have a maybe the gentleman blossom the water one who knows all right so how did uh how did so basically the summary of my REM adventures in this Player's Choice Godfest was I got Ra, I got Isis, I got Fallen, or, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Fallen Angel Lucifer is his name. Just call him Lucy. I got Lucy. I, I'm trying to be specific so that people know, whatever. I got Lucy, got Ra, I got Isis, I got other exciting dupes, and hashtag Akachi Wen. That's all I have to say. Well, my hashtag I'll catch you when was this past player's choice because I got one. Hashtag, so happy. Hashtag Akachi now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one of those like collaboration albums. Now that's what I call Akechi, volume four. <laughs> I got one and I'm so excited. It's going on my Lucifer team and it's so pretty. I'm trying not to rub it in. I'm trying to be happy for myself and not rub it in. But it's going to happen a little bit. It, it, it didn't even occur to me that you had Akachi on your team when we were playing uh, really? Challenge 9. I mean, I noticed that it was there, but I was like, I didn't. it didn't occur to me that you had just pulled it. I just got one, yeah. and I'm so excited because it was one of like the the OG5 that I was hoping to pull this player's choice. And it was like my third pull. I got other stuff. I got like another Isis. I got a Duna Duna, which I'm excited about. Is Lumiel worth keeping? I have a Lumiel now. Uh, I think worth keeping for sure. Okay. And I got a Shiva, which I don't know if I should keep or not. Probably not. Uh, is it a dupe Shiva? Yes. Oh. Uh, I don't know of much use for a dupe Shiva. The skill is not that great, and uh, there's no reason to have more than one on a team. So. For sure. Plus eggs for me. Yeah. 50. Um, so I didn't, uh, I didn't get... 
It's Shamali. No Dark Cali for me, but I'm happy to have a solid sub in Akechi. And yeah, super excited about him. Are you, did you spell Akechi with the T so it would look a little bit like ketchup so you wouldn't switch the, you wouldn't call him a Chike? Oh my god. I think so. I think that's hard. I didn't even like. I didn't in, I intentionally do that, but I'm pretty sure I, I like sublimated that so I wouldn't. Achike. Akiche Michihide. That's what I used to call him. <laughs> Alright. So last night you and I went to. Wait, Evan. What? I want to hear, hear your response. Did you. Are you happy for me? Did I pull the Kiche or not really? Of course I'm happy for you, dude. Why oh, why wouldn't I be happy for you? I just wanted to hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm very happy for you. I, I mean, I'll be happy when I get it too, and I'm sure you'll be happy we, for that me. We can be, I'll be so happy. We could be brothers. Yeah. I'll catch you, brothers. Well, I did kind of pull Akechi. <laughs> like, when you sent me your photo, what did I send to you? What'd you pull? I forgot. What was it? Tell me. Well, I sent you the photo of the light Akachi that I pulled from the June Bride collab in JP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, last night, we... We had our first ever... No, did we co-op before? We not... I mean, we kind of co-op before, but not really. We co-op with, like, a really non-working team. Yeah. And last night, we tried, again, with... A legitimate team. Semi-legitimate. I think we could have done better. Mm, mm. I think I could have done better. I was, for a lot, of, a lot of it, I was unaware of your monster's leader skill. Yeah. And I felt kind of silly when you told me that, hey, you're not activating your leader skill. And I'm like, oh, shit. So we went in with a team that was awoken, I w- like, awoken. I went Lucy. Yeah, and I had Pandora, Awoken Pandora, because my Lucy's not ready yet. And we did uh, Challenge 9, this recent Challenge 9, yep. which was Devil Enhance, and what else Enhance? Devil Attacker. Okay. And we we did pretty well. Uh, we got to... We got to the last floor and knocked the boss under under 20%, for sure. Perhaps down to ten percent, but th- yeah. that was that is not good enough. Yeah, so close, but not close at all. Yeah, but we had our struggles, which were in large part based on the fact that um, you were looking at boards where you had eight dark orbs on the board, and then you were only matching six of them and leaving the other two floating around. <laughs> I had forgotten that you weren't a Lucifer. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I think even with Lucifer, like some of those dungeons, if you want to do extra damage, you should put the tail on. Even if it's, even if it's not. Hashtag put a tail on it. Hashtag put a tail on it. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I hear Dana giggles. (laughs) You did. You, you won that one. Um, so I think that that, it makes sense. Like, uh, that that'll be the uh, when you're running Pandora with someone who doesn't normally run Pandora. Hashtag put a tail on it. 
<laughs> well, and then you, uh, Diana texted me while we were co-oping, and I heard the noise, but I didn't know what she was saying, but I'm like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, Diana, quick, can you text him? Because I, my text messages pop up, and the, like, they pop down on my screen, and you can read them. Mm-hmm. But I guess you and Diana both have yours set, so it pops down, and it just says message. Well, I had just changed that, because, uh, I don't know how I felt about, like, people sending messages and someone else being able to read them right off my phone. Yeah. Well, it's fair enough. I understand why you would do it, but uh, it it boned us a little bit in this situation. We got boned bad. But we got our we got our crap together for later on. I think the only issue was uh like there were some boards where um you Oh my god. You there was one board where you had you could you made the tail. You put a tail on the you put a tail on it. Hashtag put a tail in it. Yep. And then you had six other dark orbs not part of that match, and you only did, like, a set of three. Like, you didn't make another row at the bottom. Yeah. And I was curious as to what you were doing. Yeah. I I think we just need to be in closer contact while we're doing these things. So we need to to get ourselves in chat and make sure that... I think I need to relax. I think when I, especially when I play with you, I'm just like, oh, I gotta be perfect. And I end up just like doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember one of the last floors, like I, all, my only job was to try and heal and I, I didn't even heal anything. Oh yeah, that one cracked us up. <laughs> well, what cracked me up was when we had, um, I think you were at, we were, we were almost about to win because we were at Scarlet or whoever that was. And you... You did a board change, and then you did Lucifer. Then Lucifer tried to change three locked orbs into dark orbs, and nothing happened. Yeah, I was, and and that was, I was cracking up. I was like, of course. And that was our that was our attempted kill shot too. You know, we had enough dark orbs on the board to put a row at the top, and then hashtag put a tail on it, and, mm-hmm. and then put a row at the bottom. And I was like, oh man, if Lucifer would just give us three more dark orbs, then I could, you know, I could make one more dark combo. And that definitely would have been enough to kill the boss, which was Scarlet. And, uh, but no, tried to change the three. Nope, the pad gods were like, nope. Yeah. Try again. And, and you also didn't get one Skyfall. Yeah, we didn't get one Skyfall either. Not so. a single prayer to the skyfall gods went through yeah so it, that was definitely a bummer uh we were pretty close there and we kind of ran out of time so, that was fun we'll get it next time yeah definitely so what do you think about the fact that we can co-op these challenge dungeons do you like this uh i like them for the harder ones yeah I, it's fun to like have a teammate and have a bunch of skills to maneuver through these yeah, I actually cleared all of them on the first day by myself, and then I forgot <laughs> that it was going on. And then, well, actually, and then so- I didn't I didn't know it was co op until you you said it, and I wasn't paying attention. I was just doing them. Yeah, and I got I got up to eight, and then you're like, "What's co op?" I'm like, "Oh shit, you're right. You can co op these." Yeah. Well, I like I forgot that they were even still going on, and then uh, a friend who I, you know, am also friends with on Discord just chatted with me. And was like, "Hey, can you help me with co-op level nine with like reunit a reunit Aduna Duna team?" And I was like, "Incredible! Okay, let's do it." 
and uh we did it and reune aduna duna in that dungeon is very interesting because you basically like you bring an orochi on each team and you use both of them and like you can stall amazingly well because you bring a team that's essentially all physical and dragons mm-hmm. and that dungeon is a physical and dragon enhanced dungeon so mm-hmm. we had 132,000 hp nice and then matching one set of heal orbs and hitting five or six combos healed us by like 24k hp yikes what did i say this was level 10 that we did he and i mm-hmm. did so I, I don't know maybe i said something wrong diana was giving me the sign um so in any case that friend and i managed to clear that it took us only one try which is great it took us probably a half an hour which is not as great but whatever Holy moly. i still like uh i still like getting it done so that's great yeah the tank ability is definitely real in this it's fun to like have a tank and have a posse. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we had a hundred k HP running. I loved it. Pandora Lucifer didn't heal nearly as well, but we still had lots of HP. It was really good. So, uh, yeah, I think that was the one thing that I would have like said about the way that we were playing is that we were actually a little bit more aggressive. Too using aggressive, skills. right? Yeah, on our last run against the first guy. You popped Akichi into Claire, and I was like, "Whoa, that's way more than we need to be doing for this guy." I was, just, I was just reading the board. The board looked so like perfect for it. I'm just like, "Yeah, why not?" Yeah, I mean that's true, but uh, you know, and I, I was just also thinking like we could stall a whole bunch with with Valkyrie if needed. Yeah. Uh, well, so the thing is, is that you have to stall a really long time in co-op because. Basically, oh, basically every turn you stall turns. is worth like a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you like, if you pop Akachi, is your Akachi max skilled? Not yet. Is he skilled up at all? Not at all. Okay, so he's. I mean, I got about fifteen bad peas, but who's counting? <laughs> you could just go ahead and use those, you know. I could. They're they're just sitting there taking up space in your box when they could be making Akachi come up that much faster. That's true. I'm also probably just gonna use them on my female who's not skilled up yet. I have a bunch of bub bees. Yeah, bub or bud. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, so you know the Akachi is on twelve turns, which means that you and I would have to stall for twenty four turns to get it back up. Ew. So, I mean, it's not that that team can't stall for 24 turns. It's just that we don't probably don't want to. Well, I usually, um, when I was trying it on my own, I would, like, pop one of them for, like, the first floor and then another one on the third and the fourth. So I figured, like, I'd at least get Val- Valkyrie back in time or eventually. Yeah, like, no, I- Valkyrie came back because obviously it's only ten turns, but Akachi's Akachi's not coming back. And the the haste really helps. Yeah. Alright. So that was that was fun and silly and I'm glad we did it and uh I'll get I'll get my Lucifer up so that we can we can do more of it and, and be even more cohesive as a team. Hooray. Yeah. Alright. Let's move into North American news. So yeah, big things happening. Yeah, uh, so... Homegirl came to join the party. Exactly. Xiangmei is here, 
and dominating my friends list. Uh, pretty. Do you just have like a dozen Chiang Mai's friends? I don't know. Let's check. Because <laughs> if I if I go to enter a dungeon, at least. Uh, oh man, too slow here. I go to enter a dungeon. I've got uh, two right at the top of my list who are best friends. And then scroll out of the best friend zone. And let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay, I get it. I get it. Sixteen. There's sixteen. Right, yeah, I get it. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. Lord. 2297s. <laughs> and then there's a couple more that are not 297 and not leveled up. And then if I scroll past uh, the Shiva Dragons, there's four more unevolved ones. Do any of the Dork Timeline have one other than yourself? Diana. Uh, Joey? I don't think Joey got one. Okay. Just curious. I don't know if anyone else got one, but um, yeah. It, the monster is really strong. I've talked to, uh, chatted with some other folks who've gotten one, and they're just like, "Man, it blows me away how strong it is." Like I'm taking it in, and I've got a team that isn't even really ready yet, and I'm still dishing out massive damage. Um, I used mine as I mentioned earlier and cleared arena two, and uh, I got to the Predra floor. I didn't bring any skill inheritance for the Predras. I popped Sun Quan and popped a board change and hit over 10 million damage on... You are kidding me. Yeah, I just broke through the, the defense on those guys. Um, I probably would have been... insane. I It would have been fine. It, if, if there were like three blue ones, I would have been in trouble. Or two blue ones, I would have been in trouble. Because I don't think I could hit over 20... I can hit over 20 million damage with those monsters, but... There's no guarantee that I will. So, uh, I got over 10 million, killed them, and then cruised through the rest of the dungeon uh, as long as I don't combo too poorly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to disconnect the heart orbs, though, sometimes. Because you got to make three separate combos of hearts. Sometimes there's so many hearts, it's hard to make sure that they don't touch. <laughs> Collide. But uh, yeah, so I did that, uh, soloed Machine Hera, which I mentioned briefly earlier as well, and it's uh, it's pretty fun to be able to do, it's it's a very tanky, tanky team, so uh, there's definitely a lot of stalling and waiting for skills to come back up, and healing, and so on and so forth, And which is fine with me, I'm obviously coming from having spent the first probably five months or six months that I played this game playing with uh, Ama Odin and this team seems to stall a lot less and can definitely do a lot more damage so I'm fine oh the the Ama Odin story yeah yeah uh, I know it's old hat but it's just true it's it's part of my heritage as a pad player back in my day yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, we've also got skill inheritance. It's finally here. Uh, mentioned again in terms of my you see that my little white line around your monster. Yep. And uh, good stuff. I like my uh, 
I like my skill inheritance. It's uh, enabled me to do a few things. I'm actually excited because uh, another a fan of the podcast who's uh, been chatting with me online. We've run some dungeons together. He and I are going to try to do Machine Hera with Shiva Dragon uh, and bringing along some skill inheritance to make that uh, more feasible. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about that. Although we're definitely, the team build we're planning on is sort of a guaranteed, you got to spend at least one stone. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that uh, the stone is going to be spent on floor eight for the preemptive strike. Uh, we won't have enough HP to take it. So my hope is that we'll know when we get killed on that floor whether or not it's worth actually continuing. We'll be like, uh, we blew too many skills getting here, got to quit. Or I think our skills are set up, we're ready to go, let's let's do this. So. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty stoked. Uh, should be fun. Um, I don't know when we're gonna try that. I I need to uh, inherit a Rochi onto one of my monsters, and I used up a green tan this morning inheriting something else. So I'll have to. It's gonna have to wait at least till tomorrow when I when tan comes around again. How often are tans coming? It, tan descent. It seems like it's uh, about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Two, twice a week. So, often enough. Have you done We're it? Getting some... Have you done any skill inheritance? I, I'm just no. I'm hoarding tans. Uh, I don't actually. <laughs> of course I'm, you are. I'm a hoarder. I'm a pad hoarder. Hashtag pad hoarder. But I don't have that many water ones. I have mostly. I think I have like eight light ones and one water one. Well, like what would putting a what would be good with light ones? If you had light and red, you could put like an El Kali active on one of your uh, Umiyamis. Ooh. Yeah, I could. I only have one red, though. But I would do that, probably. I'd, I'd probably want to add some... Um, I'd maybe want to add a raw to one of my monsters. Do you have more than one? Yeah, I have two raws. Oh. I have raw, raw. Raw, raw. And then I... Uh, well, now that Famiel has the the buff, maybe Ra isn't as relevant, but I'd, I'd still like having the little burst true damage. Yeah. Uh, Vulcan Ra is very useful for a number of things. Might put Isis on something. Got two of those. Yeah, you could put something on Isis, though. Cause I, could I? Yeah, I mean, you could put like an El Kali active on Isis, which would... You know, you're, you can use that El Kali active early in the dungeon and then plan to use Isis to do an unbind later in the dungeon. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can you use that El Kali active. It'll probably be up first or second turn because, uh, you know, e- even when you stack it on top of Isis, you're looking at only 10 turn cooldown. So, nice. it's intriguing. Sweet. Now I have a use for my three El Kalis. Yeah. Two days away, we're looking at maintenance. Uh-oh, and some big things are happening in maintenance. We got some resets. Yep, so they're going to reset the best friend. I get a new one, even though I haven't chosen my first one yet. Yep, we're going to reset the present egg machine. I'm so excited for that. Yep, and we're also resetting the rank 150 memorial egg machine and the rank 250 memorial egg machine. So we're getting some free gold eggs. So we're getting two pulls each. Two pulls each if you're over rank 250. 
Wait, can you explain to me the present egg things? We get one each? Well, it's just like the present egg that you got way back when you got to rank 20. You can choose someone to give your present to, they get a pull, and you get a pull. We get pulls? Yeah. Nice. We're gonna, do you we're not remember this? No, I do, but I forgot the whole you have to give it to somebody else. And that's um, that's why you do have to give it to somebody else, and that's why we're starting the hashtag present eggs for pad bros pledge I'm pledge full drive. Support. For sure, yeah. We we are in need of your presence yeah. and your eggs. So So if you're looking for someone that you want to give it to and you have no idea who I know two eligible gentlemen on this podcast who would love them. Love them, yeah. I'd be so happy. <laughs> we are not really doing this. Uh, not doing what? President eggs for we pad bros? We are not doing present eggs for pad bros. Uh, what? Why not? Because, Well, I mean, honestly, if someone really, really loved the podcast and they wanted to show their appreciation for us, they could go ahead and do that. However... I think that your present egg should go to whoever you feel has helped you out the most. Um, in God damn it. So, <laughs> so everyone's going to give it to you then? <laughs> no, I, I don't think everyone's going to give it to me. I mean, I'm just talking about pad players in general. Like, you got to give your present you egg to someone. You should give it to your pad mother. Your pad mother? Your pad godparents? Yeah, so basically your pad mother is the person who got you into pad. Oh, okay. Well, but what if they got you into pad? And then they don't play anymore. Then they don't play anymore. <laughs> I, I just think like whoever's helped you out the most, like been willing to change leaders for you, uh, you know, explained mechanics right, for mean, you, first demonstrated that you could make I'm more for sure than one giving combo. Mine to yours then. What's that? I'm for sure for sure giving mine to you then. Well, you don't have to. You are the most helpful human I've ever met in the pad world. In the pad world, okay. I mean, I, I try to be. I, I've met people who are, like, I think even more helpful than me, possibly because they have the resources to be more helpful. But uh, regardless. Um, well, every time I have a question about anything, whether it's trivial or dumb or, like, should I do this or even just, like, advice for dungeons, I always ask you. Well, And you're very, you're very open to it. Okay, well... Maybe I'm that guy for you, but I think for other people, there's someone out there who is, you know, is what I am to you in terms of that person that helps you out, explains you mean things. other people need. have Evans? Yes, other people have Evans. There are other Evans of the world? I'm probably not named Evan, but yeah, definitely. What about Evans? Some, yeah, some of them are named Evans. Uh Oh, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> I don't know if they'll. Always. I don't know if they'll. I just taught a lead class, um, and wait, what is lead climbing for those who don't climb? Oh, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, basically, it's, you know, it's a roped climbing. It's roped climbing, but uh, instead of having a rope that's already set up so that you climb up, and there's a rope going from you to the top of the climb the whole way up. Uh, you have a rope that you tie into on the ground and you clip it into various things as you go. And when you fall, you get caught on the last thing that you're clipped into. But you do have to mm -hmm. fall until you're below it before it can catch you. So it's the sort of standard, the original type of roped climbing. Uh, you know, people, when they were trying to go out and climb hard things, they would have to put in their own protection. And so you're always climbing up and all of your protection is below you. Uh, when you're going out and doing something new. And so that's why right. that was the original type of climbing. 
Sweet. So you're teaching with class. So I was, teach- then- I was teaching this class, which I don't normally do anymore, but I got I just because of the way the schedule worked out, I had to do it. And there were two people in it, and they're a couple, like clearly a couple, um, clearly not related. Guy is very blonde. Girl is very dark hair, dark skin, and they have the same last name. So I was like, well, I, they must be married. Oh, no. And then they checked in the other day, and I said hi to them. And I was, I said to the girl, I was like, "Hey, I noticed you guys have individual memberships. Are you married?" And she's like, "Married? <laughs> no." And I was like, "Oh, I just you have the same last name, and you really don't seem like your brother and sister." She's like, "Yeah, you know, you're actually the first person to mention that is that their last name is Evans, and that's why you made me think of it." But uh, oh my god, wait, so. Th- were they dating or were they like friends? No, or? they're dating. They just happen to have the la- same last name. Oh my goodness, hilarious. Yeah. Dating, not married, same last name. It's kind of funny. She's like, you're the first person to mention the, that we awkwardly have the same last name. Wait, really? They were. That's never happened? Apparently, apparently not. Apparently no one's had the balls to say something about it. <laughs> that's crazy to me. The fact that no one said anything to them. Or it's like, no, oh, that's new. I don't know. Maybe their relationship's really new. I don't know. All right. Uh, so, hashtag present eggs for pad bros. Not a real thing. <laughs> unless you want it to be. Unless you feel like we are your parents. If we provide some sort of value. Now I, f- and it- now I feel like we're doing some sort of reverse psychology. Like, give us your present eggs. But not really. But really. <laughs> don't do it. But do it. <laughs> give it to whoever you want. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to whoever you want, but if who you want happens to be us, we will gladly accept them. No, there's just some people out there who, like, don't have pad friends, or they don't have anyone they particularly want to give it to, and maybe we're their friends. Maybe we're their digital pad friends. Okay. <laughs> like, I was on... This has been uh, our plan all along. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> the build-up to this moment, we were playing the long con. <laughs> we, we made this whole elaborate podcast... Just so we can get present eggs from you guys <laughs> during this maintenance. Uh, I was on the I was on the Reddit thread and someone like commented saying they liked one of my little sayings about Sung Wukon or Sung Wing Khan. Yeah, I was laughing about that because I forgot about that I said that. <laughs> and maybe that guy just like loved that bit and he wants to give me a present egg. I'm not gonna stop him. <laughs> fair enough kevin fair enough uh so email in your friend requests so that you can send us present eggs to podcastbros at gmail.com moving on from that thing that's not a real thing uh pad academy is coming Uh, we're back yeah pretty excited about this uh the most recent update updated all the art gave uh english language names to all the monsters diana is extremely excited she's making her uh excited face right now uh she wants a group that look like uh i think it's a head tilted back mouth open a little wiggle (laughs) looking Mm. up to the sky um but green collie is what she wants i really don't think she's gonna get it but Whoa. I have my fingers crossed. Okay, good. I mean, it's an eight-star 
pull in a collab. I mean, it's the the percentage chances are less than one percent. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. You have to believe in the heart of the cards. I know, and as we mentioned before, that's what she'll say. Heart of the cards guide me. Yeah. So I I personally uh, I like the fairy tale girls, and I will pull until I have one of each, and then if I get some of the other stuff, I'll be happy too. Uh, I think I would most be excited to get. Uh, I mean, aside Athena? from Athena, Athena, yes, of course, but I'm not really. I'm sorry, I'm not really counting on Athena since she's a pretty rare pull. If there was a gold I wanted, I would say I would like to get Sasuke. Mm -hmm. Because uh, he's just cool. He's a photographer. He's throwing photos at you. Photos of the other Pat Academy monsters. So in a sense, you get a little bit of all of them. Yeah, true. You got it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, Diana's really excited about uh, Pat Academy Red Riding Hood because she's the cutest one, uh, except for maybe Pat Academy Thumbelina. But uh, so Pat Academy's coming. We're excited about that, uh, even just for the fairy tale girls. Uh, and then Orpharion is available now in NA. And who's Orpharion? Tell, tell Orpharion us. is the so. Diana, can you uh, help me out? What is the Yu-Gi-Oh monster? Exodia. Exodia. No way! It's not Exodia, but it's basically like Exodia. Uh, You have to... So he has five pieces? He has five pieces. And you win if you have all five pieces? You have to... So there was a Descended dungeon two days ago called uh, Seraphis. So Seraphis is the body, and then you have to go farm like the head, both legs, and both arms. Oh my and God. assemble him together, and he becomes Ofarion. Uh, Ofarion seems to be a pretty cool, uh, both as a sub and as a leader, uh, very interesting monster. 6k HP, uh, 1900 attack, 200 recovery, uh, a bunch, he's got a bunch of good awakenings, and uh, has a really fast active ability. It's a five turn uh, active. So. And he's got a, a leader skill that allows him to be pretty strong as well. So pretty cool monster uh, overall, especially for a farmable. But, yeah, it looks really cool for a farmable. But he is a high end farmable. You know where these? Yeah, yeah. You know where these body parts drop? In the heart of the cards. I wish they drop in Machine Zeus and Machine Hera. So you got to be able to farm Machine Zeus and Machine Hera to put one of these guys together. We'll have fun with that. Yeah, it is. It is just like the Yu-Gi-Oh Exodia. I ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think of it as Voltron, but that's because I'm from a different generation. <laughs> well, that's actually where Heart of the Cards, I think, for me, came from was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Because he would like pray to the Heart of the Cards to try and pull the right card, and if you got all five of those limbs or pieces you'd win yeah yeah i know (laughs) i i i know that's where it comes from but i never watched that or i've only had people tell me stories about it it's such a fun game it's like magic for babies okay (laughs) not to like call anyone out i've just heard people who play magic say like yeah Yu-Gi-Oh is like the light version of us yeah all right but it looks so cool though it might be my cute corner pick one day ofarian 
No, just the, just the left leg. Just the left leg? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So, let's move on to JP News. Uh, we have these new Awokens that came out. Oh, Awoken Sunchuan is here? Awoken Sunchuan is out in JP. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, his awakenings got changed. He's Instead of doing two turns of two times attack for healers, he's doing two turns, two times attack for water, which makes him a little bit different. Wow. Uh, he's got triple TPA, so pretty cool there. And he changes to uh, blue-red, which is uh, interesting as well. So hmm. that's pretty Don't cool. Uh, Awoken Lube becomes a row-enhanced dude. He is uh, hitting really hard when you use a skill. So Awoken Lube has sort of... Uh, he's he's powerful on his own as like a solo run, but in co-op, he can do an amazing amount of damage. Um, people are making awoken lube and the new alt uh, the new altivo zeus dios into a push button farming team for very hard things wow. it's pretty cool so uh keep an eye out for awoken lube so did all of the three kingdoms get awoken uh let's see so far that's lube sun chuan and uh one we already got DQXQ. Um, Lubu is getting a super alt instead of an awoken, I believe. Mm, yeah. mm, so he should mm. have the same leader or same active skill, but maybe some more awakenings. We also have awoken Indra and awoken Vritra, which were announced sometime between when I went to bed last night and this morning. Fun. Yeah. Current. Uh, Awoken Vritra, I believe, is going to be a 13 cooldown monster with uh, two turns of 75% damage reduction and one turn of haste. Uh, so that's a pretty fast for that 75% damage reduction. Uh, so pretty exciting there. Uh, and the Awakenings are nice as well. Um, no god typing and he is a light green monster so it might be able to fill in green on some teams that uh need that shield so maybe awoken dqxq mm -hmm. uh we have some other interesting stuff released uh we have evan can we take a pause after the bathroom okay let's pause here thank you, thank you. and perfect because the aircraft is flying over right now <laughs> And we're back! Welcome back. Okay, after a quick so, bathroom so, break, we are moving on uh, in our JP news from the New Awokens to the Pad Cross collab. Uh, now, Kevin, are, are you familiar with Pad Cross? And no, what's, tell me about what's it. up with that? Okay. Is this, is this a collab that you said I would be excited about? No, uh, this is a different one. So. They're releasing a game. Uh, is it a game or an anime? It's really hard. I'm, I'm unable to tell. I think it's both a game and possibly also a short anime series um, about Pad. It's called Pad Cross or Pad X. And oh. this guy, Ace, is a puzzle and dragons summoner and he combos orbs and summons monsters and fights. Uh, very pokemon style if you will and so ace is the main character 
and he is the boss of this dungeon and what they've done is after some initial snafus which i won't get into too much they've made it so that you can farm his dungeon get ace and you can evolve horus bastet and ra with ace so you're getting a new ultivo for these three rem monsters using ace and you create either armor ace bastet armor ace ra and armor ace horus and Whoa. so you've got these new alt evos of these monsters uh alt evo with ace uh and i assume that these monsters are also in the show and there's he can sort of summon them and then he gets like some sort of spe- uh, special armor and then the monsters with him and they attack or whatever so i've seen a few of like the anime like um sort of previews that they've released but um i'm looking up now they're so cute okay so armor ace bastet is actually sliding into like top of the tier of the leader lists on some of the uh jp sites um that monster can hit very very hard uh you can get a uh horse level damage uh you don't really need to worry about tpas as much as you would with a regular bastet uh, you want to hit very high combo numbers, so uh, it's a pretty cool monster. Uh, I'm I'm excited, uh, or at least Diana's excited. I don't think I have a spare Bastet, but Diana has two more, three more, aside from her Awoken Bastet, and she'll make one into the Armor Ace Bastet. And and uh, wait, do you need a best Awoken Bastet as a sub on an Armor Ace Bastet team? I don't think you would. No, you would do uh, things a little bit differently. Okay, good, because I'm gonna use mine for it. But I mean, the ace ace himself is pretty cute. He's got uh, Tamadra. He's hang- adorable. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, I I did I underestimated how adorable you would find him. Uh, he has a striped shirt. <laughs> is that that does it for you? The striped shirts. That's like a shirt that I would wear. Oh, okay, okay, cool. One time, my friend like was Snapchatting. He like sent a. Uh, like a, a photo of himself wearing a striped shirt. He's like, look, I have Kevin style today. I'm like, what? <laughs> and the t- angry Tamadra is so cute. All right, so I think I know my Q corner pick. Okay. Soon. Cool. Uh, so that got released. That's very interesting. Some some cool monsters. If you've got spare Ra, spare Bastet, spare Horus, you might consider uh switching to the armor ace version for fun and uh puzzling <laughs> i think so cool. i think some of it's fun it the best stat is actually pretty strong uh cleared some really hard stuff is that oh it's it's zeus not not raw my bad yeah, it's zeus. my bad sorry guys all right uh you're gonna get a bunch of emails yeah oh the best set one has such cool artwork too yeah, the Bastet one does have cool artwork. I really like the Horus one quite a bit. Um, so, before we get there, or before, all right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the June Bride collab. But what I want is for you to go on PadX and pull up the Gung Ho Festival stream so that we can look at the art of the June Bride collab because I think that this is uh, a major uh, Kevin squee fest. Uh, we'll see about that. All right, Kevin, scroll down to the June Bride collab. 
Okay. Uh, I'm here. And first we'll see the uh, Junebride collab, like our uh, the dungeon drops, Aegir the Preacher, Bride, Hera Bjork. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we're going to get to the REMs. So, okay. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm talking about. So Wait, are these, like, fan-made? No, I don't think so. But they are pretty spectacular. I got Cinderella eating some cake with the Tamadra and the... Uh, what is that? Oh, my God. Waron? Chiron? These are so pretty. Yep, I... Okay. I don't even like weddings, but they're gorgeous. Yeah. So, uh, I want to know what your favorites are, and then we'll talk. All of them. <laughs> okay. So I definitely like Cinderella. You like Cinderella so much. How about yes. Light Akachi? I this is the one I sent you the photo of earlier, and you're like, "Why is he so dashing? <laughs> Who is this guy?" I like it so much. It's giving me like tuxedo mask. <laughs> Uh, and then we have... Ooh, I love Bastet, too. Yep, Bastet is Diana's favorite. And, of course, Gaddis, even in bridal form, is a fucking dude. <laughs> you are correct. You just earned us the explicit tag once again. Gaddis... Yep, Groom Gaddis is kind of a fucking doof. Uh, Does he have two different contacts on? What's going on? Yeah, he's got different color eyes. It's a little weird. He's getting married to Saria. At least she's... Oh, my God. She's the... Why is... Even as a bride, Ashamali is just like stunningly gorgeous. Yep, and there, that's the last one. Bride Ashamali, uh, the eight star pull, is she's really awesome looking. They did a really good job. I know that when Diana and I first saw it, we're like, "Who is that? She looks so good." And then we finally figured out, we're like, "That's amazing." Um, check out uh, Bride Satsuki. Girl is not wearing any underwear. Hey-o. And is showing all pretty high up on the leg there. That skirt is split high, <laughs> and she's she's spreading it wide for some reason. That is scandalous. I'm a pretty big fan of Satsuki, and uh, I don't know if I approve of this level of scandal. Too much scandal. Yeah, too much for me. I think. Wow, like is she wearing underwear? No, no, no. Yeah, pretty. I mean. I don't know how she could be wearing underwear with that. Like, there's, it wouldn't stay up. She's got no straps. Did they like, did they invent thongs without straps? <laughs> Strapless thongs? Are they like pasties? Well, I guess you could have something that like instead of going around your hips, it went like up to your shoulders or corset. So that's, that's possible. <laughs> oh my god! Like a like that thing Borat was wearing. That's them too. It was just like yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what she's I, wearing. I also really love um, Echidna. She cleans up well. Yeah, Echidna is cleaning up very well, and she's got these like I don't. Who's that in the background? The demon preacher is that Gigas? It looks like a Gigas, yeah. and I see mermaid to the left. Who's under Gigas? Who's under Gigas? Yeah, I have no idea. Why? Well, I, so I think to the left this is is just a Naga, because that's their pose, right? Mm-hmm. So, the unevolved version. Do you think there's? Oh, and then strate- check out check out dark uh, the light is anami the or the bride is anami. So she's she's super cute for one, and then on the right side of the art, she's got these demons that she has in her uh, her dark art sort of poking Demon out. Demon heads. Art. And then on the other side, she's got her 
you know, brothers and sisters. Is this her is kids? That? Kids. It's her kids. It's uh, Yomi. It's, it it's Yomi, uh, Sasuke. Oh, Susano. Yomi, Susano, and uh, Ama. Oh, they're so cute. So, uh, killer art for a lot of these. This is a lot of really great art. So, as I Ooh, said, e- I thought this would even be... Even Kena is really nice, too. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like that they have, uh, you know, these sort of traditional, more traditional-looking brides as well. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I like those. So... I like... I like all these. Yeah, so I will certainly be pulling a little bit in this collab when it comes because art is amazing, and I will be happy with whatever gold eggs I pull, I think. And I don't really care about the uh, actual stats and abilities of the monsters that much. Me neither. But I want one of each. And Diana wants two Bastets. I don't know why she needs two of them, but she's signaling two. Or just you're adorable. Just peace signs. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I, uh, I I may go whale on this one. I don't know. I probably can't. I can't. Oh, I can't I really you... whale. I can't whale enough to get light Ashamali. I bet you whale. <laughs> you bet you whale. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> if I teach any more, if I have to teach any more lead classes, I tell you my my self control over buying stones goes way down when I have to work a twelve hour day. And then, uh, and then I'm teaching a lead class, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be an extra couple of hundred bucks on my paycheck. So well, it's not a couple hundred, but it's over $100. So it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's what I'm feeling like. Man, I had to work all this extra. I might as well pull to make myself feel better about it. <laughs> For sure. So I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, all right. I figured you would be. Uh, so uh, these monsters are... I mean, let's be honest, they are mainly just recolors of their original monster. So, like, the leader skills are approximately the same. Uh, The awakenings are approximately the same. They just do a light version of whatever they used to do, Uh, which is not necessarily bad. Uh, Some of them are really good, and they fill in a really good niche. I mean, light Akachi is going to be really strong for some teams. Light Ashamali is going to be really strong for some teams beep beep to you too and uh the oh and by the way i've been listening to some jp streamers and uh they're definitely pronouncing it eskimali 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 is she an eskimo yeah i don't think i can do that i'm gonna stick with ashamali because that's how i like to say it <laughs> so uh my cousin said esha the other day and i didn't know how i felt about Eshal? it just Esha. Esha? Yeah. All right. But uh, I don't like saying Eskimali, and I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> Even if that's the proper way to say it. Yeah, it sounds like a four-year-old would say yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on. I want you to go back to that page and scroll all the way to the bottom. Okay, I'm still at the page. You're still at the page? Not all the way to the bottom where the comments are, but I want you to scroll down to Super Alt Miru. Miru is a new roguelike descended dungeon. We're talking like Scarlet, Zerg, Infinity, Nordis, and she's pretty tough, uh, but people have put together some teams to farm her relatively quickly, uh, and she is actually a relatively strong leader. She does the Cross of Hearts mechanic, which got a recent buff, 
in the cross of hearts mechanic what that buff is is that now that defense shield that you put up with the cross of hearts will carry over to the next floor in case you get hit by a preemptive strike so nice and when you put up the cross of hearts with her she multiplies your attack based on the cross of hearts so you're just like putting up this defense buff and getting an attack multiplier at the same time all the time uh it's pretty great um so pretty interesting but man is she one of my favorite roguelike arts in this game i love it not my favorite art in the whole game and because what we're going to talk about in a second just got released and uh but she she's super cute man and uh i love that dress but uh, I love the ears on that dress. Yeah, and she's got some dragon feet, which is pretty badass. I mean, if you're going to go for something, you know, if you're going to go for a lady and she's got some dragon bits, I think feet are probably a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those those fish, are those like was a dragon? I think, I think those left? are dragons or they might, yeah, they're dragons. Like on, They look like the, the pastries you get at Asian stores. Like the red bean filled ones. Oh. Uh... I I don't know I don't know what, exactly what you're referring to, but just imagine a pastry. I'm okay. <laughs> imagine a pastry and then imagine it filled with red bean paste. Yes. I mean, I can... that's what they look like. Okay. Uh, but regardless, I uh, this art is fantastic. She's she is working the hell out of that dress too. Yeah, definitely. You would think it'd be shredded from the dragon legs, but she's elegant and tough. Well, that's why it's split so high so that it can be around the not get caught on the dragon feet. You know, mm-hmm. be very very mobile. Mm-hmm. And I think she might also have a dragon tail, uh, which might also be a source of the dress splitting. Um, but check out those Evo mats. We're talking uh, Alt Evo Athena, <laughs> Zeus and Hera, Alt Evo Sandalphon, Elia, and then the uh, Verche uh, res- Resurrection Evo. Yeah, so that's a it's a pretty pretty stout requirement in terms of Evo mats. But I actually don't think is it's she, terribly. Is she um, on the leaderboard? Is she pretty good? Uh, she's she's slotted into A rank. <laughs> on the leader tiers uh i'm not sure if that's gonna stick uh mm-hmm. i mean that we're talking about the leader tier on game eight but yeah i don't know how well that'll stick but uh cool so that's the one i want to talk to you now i want you to scroll back up so we can take a look at an altivo of a descended god that is now my favorite art period um, which is scroll up to the alt evo for dragon zombie and i something about this is just so awesome and i i wish i knew where it came from I, maybe someone will uh, wow. email in and tell us about it but that's so cool it's it's definitely different from a lot of the other art i've seen in pad and it's just so great like like who are these people that are with the dragon zombie are they zombie people like they appear to be like materializing out of mist and they're just really 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 awesome and i i am a huge huge fan of this art Um, yeah i love the i love the purple and like the, the green yeah i'm really into this and i don't know if that guy in the back is like just walking behind it and he's really tall or if he's riding on the dragon zombie he's a dragon zombie rider yeah exactly i it's it's so awesome i don't really know what he does <laughs> i don't know what the card does i haven't looked it up but i just love this art and i'm gonna have to go farm a dragon zombie so i can have this art 
Can this be both our cute corner? Uh, no, it's not a cute corner pick until it comes out, or you're like you're trying to jump on it before me. Like, can I reserve this one? I told you that this was my pick eventually. Whenever I it know, comes but out, I love it. I it's so nice. We're talking about it now, but I am going to talk about it again when it comes out in NA. That's how okay. much I love it. Sounds fair. Um, so I'm gonna jump back to the outline. As you can see in there, uh, there were also. Uh, alt evos for Zeus Dios and Hera Sawilo, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeus Dios got an extra skill boost. He still so now he has two, and he has that change the full board to green. So people are pairing these max skilled Zeus Dioses with uh, Awoken Lube and having these teams with a lot of skill boost because they're running co op. So if you run three Zeus Dios, that's six skill boost. So you can have enough skill boost to have those all those skills be up first turn. And they're just like, full board of green and swipe. Full board of green and swipe. And doing, like, a lot of damage with a full board of green. We're talking, like, three million per monster. Mm. So if you can, like, just pop, you know, press a button and swipe a board and do 18 million damage, you can clear a fair amount of content. <laughs> For sure, Um uh so those those uh descended bosses got alt evos we also have apocalypse getting an alt evo uh gaining another row another tpa another skill boost i believe um becoming uh you know enhancing your damage quite a bit uh and then we have alt evos for the Godfest exclusives uh kaede sumire and subaki and the interesting thing there is with this buff to the heart uh, the heart cross leader skill, Kaede and Sumire are becoming much much more powerful. Uh, so we we're looking at Kaede got pushed into SS tier on game eight, and I don't know how long that's going to stick, but pushed into the tier right next to Raw Dragon and Shangmei. Oh, so hard to say how legit that is how long it'll stick but looking really 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 strong hitting a high multiplier and that cross of hearts is is uh giving damage reduction of 75 percent if you're doing running double kaedes and you can use a system right so with the kaede system you can pop one every single turn making the hearts you need to make the cross making the green orbs you need to attack uh, and getting other skills up really fast so all of that combined makes this monster very strong and having 75 percent damage reduction is equivalent to multiplying your hp and recovery times four so that makes this kaede and samire their leader skills now equate to doing having four times HP and four times recovery. And then also hitting, uh, I believe that they're now hitting in the range of uh, 64 times attack. That's incredible. Yeah, so it'll be really cool to see how that plays out. I know I saw a, there's a video, I didn't watch the whole video because I'm sure it was long, but a Sumire system team clearing arena three solo and that's really really hard was it six sumires i believe it was six sumires yeah you know i feel about teams like that (laughs) yeah you love them (laughs) oh car alarm 
There's a bit to you too. There's oh, there's a car outside that are, that parks on the street around here all the time that uh, has a super sensitive alarm, and uh, there's like a street cleaner that drives by sometimes in the morning, and every time it does, it sets off that car alarm, and just like, how long will it take for this person to shut off their alarm today? For real, yeah. Um, we also saw buffs to a bunch of. Uh, Godfest exclusives, uh, including the Odins. Uh, what? Finally. Yeah, just Bloden and Rodin both got buffed up to two times HP instead of uh, one and a half times HP. And then Green Odins active still got buffed to do five turns of Bind Clear. Which oh. now he is a unbindable five turn Bind Clearer. And uh, is has a max cooldown of nine seven it's really low seven turns five turns bind clear it's pretty cool so he's now looking pretty strong as a sub uh if you're looking for that unbindable bind clear on a green team so very interesting now what about the uh bloat and Rodin? are they what's that have they become better subs or not much has happened uh nothing changed to their active ability uh just that leader skill buff mm. Okay. So that's it for JP news. That's a lot of stuff. I don't know if uh, there's any point. A lot of exciting stuff coming. Yeah, and certainly there's other stuff that we could go into in more depth, uh, and we may do that at a later date if one of these monsters pops up as a uh, you know leader of the week. Maybe we'll have to do Kaede at some point, given uh, how strong she seems to be. Uh, But we're gonna move on talk about uh a a sort of mechanic strategy situation uh brought to sorry this comes from carlos yeah this does come from carlos what's his in-game name uh gilgamesh gilgamesh yeah so uh carlos slash gilgamesh uh said that it would be cool for us to talk about uh, and I think he has a pretty good handle on this so we're not educating him but uh, he thought it would be really good if we covered in the podcast uh, how to think about Rowan Hands versus Orban Hands right? Mm-hmm. so it's one of the things that we use on teams to uh, enhance the damage output from an awakening standpoint trying to make our team cohesive in terms of rows or Orban Hands now TPAs are sort of a different beast and that TPA affects the one monster, right? So you're not getting any extra damage for your whole team from adding another monster with TPA onto your team. So it doesn't really uh, affect everybody. So it's, it's a very individual monster kind of thing. Like if a monster has four TPAs, they're doing more damage than if they have three and you definitely want to do TPAs to fully activate the damage from that monster. But if we look at Rowan Hans versus Orban Hans, now Rowan Hans adds 10% damage to your team in that color for every row you do of that color. Uh, so if I've got a team with 10 red Rowan Hanses on my team out of all of my monsters, adding them all up, and I do a row, that means that I'm getting a 10 times 10% increase in damage in that color 
for any combos. Uh, you, you've done this before, right? So you know how this works? Kind of. Okay. So when we do that row, so basically we're looking, I, if I do a row as opposed to doing two sets of three, I'm actually increasing my damage. I'm multiplying my damage from that row combo and any other combos of that color times two because I've got a 100% increase. Sure. If I do a second row on this team that has 10 row enhances, I'm multiplying my damage times three because I've got a 200% increase. Mm -hmm. If I do three rows, I'm multiplying times four because I'm doing a 400% increase. Now, what happens is as you keep adding past about 10, and, and you get diminishing returns the whole time, but as you keep stacking more and more row enhances onto a team, the amount, the percentage increase in damage output is just reduced, right? You just, you know, you just don't get as much more as you did when you were adding them originally. And the thing is, is that, you know, you can only have so many awakenings on a team. And if you sacrifice other awakenings in order to pick a monster that has more row enhance, that's actually going to become a limiting factor eventually. Does that make sense? In what way? How will it limit? Because you could put other attack-based or uh, awakenings on your team, like orb enhance. Orb enhance okay. is multiplying your attack as well, but it's doing it in a different way. So that boost, the, the enhanced attack you get from Orb Enhance, multiplies with the atta attack enhance you get from Rose. So that multiplicative effect boosts your damage even more than purely adding more Rose. And the same would be true of adding more Orb Enhance if you have no Rose. So in terms of math, how much do Enhance add? So... Generally, the rule of thumb is 10. So once, you're, once you've got 10 row enhances on a team, squeezing like six more row enhances on the team is not necessarily beneficial if you're sacrificing potential orb enhances instead. So the example that always works for me when I talk about this is a Shamali, right? She's got seven dark orb enhances which is intense. That's a lot of orb enhance. And that makes her a very special monster because she takes all that orb enhance by herself. Now, if I put her on a Machine Hera team and I've got, you know, when I'm attacking, my Machine Hera team has uh, two Dark Rose from each Machine Hera, so that's four, and then Zuo's got two, that's six, and then I've got one Pandora with three and another Pandora with two, so I end up having 8, 10, 10, 10 row enhance. Now I could put another like Pandora or something on the team and get like another three row enhance. But instead, if I go with Ashamali and have seven orb enhance, that is a big change to the amount of damage I can do. So monsters that have a lot of orb enhance are like Awoken Yomi or Ashamali. Uh, that extra orb enhance really boosts the amount of damage that you can do uh, in comparison to just squeezing more row enhance on the team. Because the orb enhance boost multiplies with the row enhance boost. 
So you get double the multiplier, or you get you have two multipliers. It's, you it's, have a cross multiplier. It's not double. It's not double. You're right, but uh, you are multiplying by something different, right? And so mm-hmm. the the increase that you got, the benefit that you got from the other awakenings, uh, what wouldn't be there at all, and you wouldn't get a huge uh, difference from adding more of the other type. So. Uh, you know, that is definitely a, a sort of special case, but there's monsters where you like, you're like, oh man, I could go with someone who has three Rowan hands, but instead I have this other person who has one Rowan hands and two Orban hands, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes one Rowan hands and two Orban hands is more beneficial than going straight for the person that has three Rowan hands. So in terms of diversification how do you how do you end up deciding that how can you pick the most ideal in terms of a row in hands with the right amount of orban hands well i mean obviously the more you have of each the better right except you know except if you have a total crazy like if you're ignoring one altogether in order to focus on the other but like let's say uh i mean i think uh our friend JJ at one point was excited about doing his Awoken Astroth team. And he's like, this team has 17 or nine. He had like 19 because he had Astralis on there. It's like 19 green rows. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, you got no orb enhance on the team. You're sacrificing other awakenings like skill boost and skill bind resist to have Astralis on there. Uh, you know, you you really want to create a balance of awakenings to be able to handle more situations. And if you have the orb enhance in your team, you can actually do a, have a bigger uh, attack increase than you would if you have all of these rows. So it's, you know, your monsters can only have so many awakenings, right? So a standard, you know, if every monster on your team had nine awakenings and your team is six monsters, you're you're still, you know, you have 54 potential awakenings, right? And so you sure. have to try and find some sort of balance in there. And most teams won't have 54 awakenings either. And so most of them will have less. So, you know, once you have about 10 row enhance, uh, you know, 10, 10 to 13, you don't really want to push it past that if that means that you're sacrificing potentially having, you know, orb enhance on your team. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Overall, awesome. I hope it helps out some people, and uh, I hope I did uh, Carlos's suggestion some justice. Definitely. Just to think about it, like, as 54 slots or however many awakening slots you have and thinking about distributing your eggs a certain way. That's helpful, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, we sometimes because of the way awakenings work, we don't think of them as being a limited commodity, but they are, in fact. Yeah, for some reason, before this, you kind of I imagine awakenings to be just this infinite number of things. Like whatever, I'm gonna have as many. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about these attack awakenings, but like, you know, your team is definitely you want to have skill boosts on there, so you're you're probably gonna want to put seven. You want to resist. Yep, you're going to have resist, so like maybe seven to ten towards skill boosts, and maybe another five to six like skill bind resists, or and then you maybe a bind clear awakening. You know, you're looking at you know getting yourself up around fifteen to twenty awakenings taken away for stuff like that, 
and then then you can have attack based awakenings on there so yeah i think that's really helpful to think of it that way cool thank you carlos that was a a pretty great question all right uh i like your quote here (laughs) diversification gives you bigger does that increase once you reach a point yeah all right so we're going to talk about our leader of the pod and it is xiang mei so or who called xiang mei lindsey sterling uh that was buster okay which neither of us got right away but once we looked it up it made sense yeah a little a little googling helped yeah so i i'm sure more people would know the reference but uh the violin is what really did it. Mm-hmm. All right. And the red hair. Yeah. So Xiang Mei, uh, very strong, super tanky. Uh, so we're looking at big HP multiplier. Um, my team runs at about 52k HP, which is a lot, to, enough to take many, many hits. Um, and heals really well because the monster's on the team have so much recovery there's no recovery multiplier but nonetheless you can recover really well uh in part because every monster on your team in general every monster on your team is making hearts and then also because uh you just have this massive amount of recovery uh xiang mei starts out at a thousand and then you feed her recovery plus eggs uh uriel gets up to around a thousand once you've fed him enough like 297 297 plus eggs so tanky team and there's an 81 times multiplier uh should you do the right combos uh she can hit really hard as i mentioned earlier i was able to uh you pop a sun active and hit uh over 10 million damage on each monster another time i got a little bit better board and hit almost uh almost 20 million damage on each monster so that's a that's a whole lot of damage this is 100 100 uh, 120 million damage from a whole team uh so hits really hard uh i think i mean i think her leader skill and everything is pretty straightforward the the thing that i'm finding the most difficulty with in using her leader skill is planning out how i'm going to combo my board to create a row of red and three different sets of hearts it's easy to get hearts connected by accident when you have so many hearts oh so what has been helpful working for you uh i've been watching some videos uh and uh what i see a lot is either you put a set of hearts on the bottom row and then you build your red row on the second second row up from the bottom and then you just have to make two sets of hearts somewhere on the top uh or uh put your you put your row of red in on either the bottom row or the second row and then you just make vertical combos of hearts across the the line so you do like hearts here then light then hearts then green then hearts you know so uh it's I've I've messed it up a couple times, but it's it's not too bad. I'm getting the hang of it. Cool. Um, so let's talk about team composition. So yours is beautiful. Yeah, I like mine. I'm running uh, a Shang Mei with another Shang Mei as a sub, uh, which is 
pretty, I'm not going to say necessary, but pretty ideal. Uh, there's debate as to whether the ideal team is Shangmei with one Shangmei as a sub, Gaddius and two Uriels, or Shangmei with two Shangmeis as a sub, Gaddius and one Uriel. Now, mm. why did you go your route? Uh, I had two Uriels. I wanted to hang on to a little bit of uh, my MP and uh, the three Shangmeis and seemed maybe a little bit too much in terms of uh, play style. So the concept with that is that you basically are popping a, it's a Shangmei system. So you pop a Shangmei every single turn. You can stall on almost anything. So if you pop a Shangmei, you can almost certainly heal to full every turn. And, uh, you know, you end up uh, being able to take any hit below 50k and then heal back up to full. Um, so you can stall on monsters that are hitting you like a truck. You can stall until you get your Uriel and Gaddius back up. And then you can have certain skills inherited on Uriel and Gaddius. And the fact that you're using a haste every single turn also makes every turn, it makes your stalling go faster. Because every turn is worth two, even for Uriel and Gaddius. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's not bad. Uh, it's maybe, I, I thought it would be too uninteresting. And, and you know, maybe next time Shangmei comes around, I'll buy another one and, and throw that on there and see how I like running the team that way. But for now, I'm happy with two. And as I mentioned early, earlier, cleared some hard stuff I hadn't been able to before. Um, so... I like it, uh, but let's talk about other potential subs. Like, let's say you don't have the ideal, you can't... Yeah, you can't, let's say you don't have all that monster point. What would you use? Can't buy a second Shangmei. Uh, you don't have uh, Uriel and Gaddius. Basically, you need to have Uriel and Gaddius. I would suggest that if you don't have one Gaddius and one Uriel, you should not buy Shangmei. Yeah. Um, there are other subs to fill in the last two slubs, sub slots, but Gaddius is kind of a must for his unbindable bind clear, uh, and Uriel is kind of a must as well because you need somebody to fix the Gaddius board. So, the the requirement for Xiangmei is that the monster be a healer, and so we want to run red healers on this team. Uh, so we're pretty limited uh, in terms of what we can run. So let's see. We're looking at Mitsuki, who's a double orb change to hearts. Uh, and there's both the regular version of Mitsuki and the New Year's Mitsuki. Uh, New Year's Mitsuki is preferable because she both has haste and she has machine killer, which uh, can be useful in some situations, especially running machine Hera or machine Zeus. Uh, Christmas Echidna, who's uh, uh, just a better version of Echidna. Uh, who She has awakenings that are useful, and regular Echidna really doesn't. Uh, Red Riding Hood 
is a six turn Heartmaker Unbindable Bind Clearer, which is very useful. Uh, she also has the Pat Academy version, which again is useful as well. Uh, but the Pat Academy version doesn't make hearts, uh, just does the uh, uh, true damage. So she could be used to take out <laughs> Predra or something like that. Uh, and then we have uh, Chiome, who could work in there. Uh, Lalia is the uh, red wizard. She uh, makes a row of. Huh? Lila? Layla? Oh, so her name is Lila. Uh, Lila makes a red row and uh, relatively fast. She's a red healer, has got a row enhance. Uh, Phoenix Knight has damage reduction, which Xiang Mei really doesn't need most of the time. Uh, but he has a relatively fast active uh, row enhance healer, and he, he can be used for skill inheritance. Uh, and then aside from that, we've got a couple of uh, collab monsters that fit in there pretty well. Uh, Mamiya is a from the Fist of the North Star collab. Changes blue to a red, which could be good if you inherit Erd onto somebody on your team. And uh, Mamiya also has that like 20%. She's got the four dark damage resist awakening, so it can help you stall against dark monsters. Uh, and then the last one is Kiriko, who's in the Shinribansho collab, which is going on right now. Uh, and mm-hmm. Kiriko does a board change to light, red, and hearts, which you can combo with Uriel to make a board that's all hearts and red. So, what do you think? You got some options, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a it's not a it's not a super restricted list, but it's not a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty. And I will mention that Shangmei is so strong that I saw Arena clears with her, where the guy had somebody would have just threw Erd and uh, Sonata on the team, uh, being off type and just rolled with rolled with uh, Uriel, Gaddius, Erd, Sonata, and that was okay. It worked for them. Um, because Xiang Mei is so strong and the active combo of uh, Erd, Sonata is so powerful that it made up for the fact that they just didn't hit nearly as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first team building section we've had where we've talked about uh, skill inheritance, but I think that we're going to have to from now on. And yeah. uh, some of the major skills to inherit onto this team, I just mentioned Erd and Sonata. So you're talking about uh, Erd, who's changing your board to hearts, red, blue. Uh, you can either combo that board or combine it with Sonata. Uh, and if you ha- are combining with Sonata, you're looking at a, bur- a board that is red and hearts and enhanced uh sonata by himself is changing blue to red and then enhancing red orbs and making hearts from light uh which can be useful on this team basically any orb change that you can fit on this team that does one color orbs to red and another color orbs to hearts is probably very very useful so that's why yamato is also another skill that goes onto this team very well uh, and then we have Saria, who does the same board chain as Kiriko, but with a turn of haste. So we're looking at that light red heart board, which is pretty 
uh, pretty ideal for comboing with Uriel, who changes light to red. Uh, you just have to kind of hope that you get enough hearts. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get enough hearts and you have a Shangmei up, you know, you can pop that Shangmei to give you enough hearts to do the correct number of combos. So you need to hit those three red, three heart combos. So, uh, like, if you pop... Shangmei won't change red to hearts. So if you have a board that has, uh, you know, only four heart orbs on it and you pop Uriel first and you have a board that now has all red but with four hearts, if you push uh, Shangmei again, you'll just use a turn of haste and not change any orbs. So if you do pop a inherited Saria and you have a board that only has four heart orbs on it, you need to use your Shangmei first then it will change light orbs to hearts, uh, and then you can change the rest of the light orbs to fire with Uriel. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. Other monsters to throw on there are uh, damage boosters, which are good for uh, doing Machine Hera or doing uh, like big damage against El Kali or something like that. You can use Arc Sun Chuan. Uh, who also has the delay, which can be very useful, and then Arcline, uh, who gives you, uh, you know, the big boost for healers. And then, uh, you know, we already mentioned uh, Christmas Echidna as an upgrade over regular Echidna, but you could run regular Echidna on the team, and that's your only real option as a farmable sub. That's uh, <laughs> that's worth much. Uh, there's a few other red healers you can farm, but they're mostly skill up monsters and not very helpful sure all right kevin anything to add for xiang mei i know i know you don't have a lot of experience yeah looking pretty strong you know yeah don't have don't have a gaddius or uriel so maybe not for me okay yeah i mean if you don't have gaddius and uriel you really don't want to go there what if you have a gaddius and a gaddius and no uriel yeah you have a gaddius and like a yamato I would recommend not spending your monster points on Shangmei unless you okay. have Gaddius and Uriel. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have. All right. Hey, everybody. We did have some technical difficulties. We lost Kevin's audio for the remainder of the podcast. So. You're going to miss out on our cute corner, which admittedly wasn't one of our favorite cute corners. I guess we're just waiting for Corpse Dragon Alt Evo to come, and then uh, we'll fight over that, and I'm pretty sure that will be interesting. It does allow me to fit in my second beer of this podcast. I'm having a Watermelon Dorado from Ballast Point, and it's quite delicious. And um, so we had our question of the pod from Grant uh, about early game, mid game, late game content. And uh, Kevin and I talked about it for a bit, came to the conclusion 
that beating King of the Gods is kind of the step from early game to mid game nowadays. Uh, and there are a few Descended Dungeons that are a little bit easier than that, uh, Goemon and Valkyrie. Um, so those would still be your sort of end of the early game, moving into mid-game, that kind of content. Then uh, late-game content is sort of starting at the rogue-like dungeons, although currently the meta has moved, so some of those aren't really that tough anymore. And we're looking at... Um, the harder roguelikes, Gano and Scarlet being Gano, Scarlet, Linthia being the beginning of endgame content with Arena 1, 2, and then 3 when it comes here, and Machine Zeus and Hera being like the full on real late game content. And, you know, it everything is a little bit easier in co op as well. So if you're soloing machine zeus or machine hera that is definitely going to be uh, a late game move um we also talked about the fact that like you know what you're doing in each part of these dungeons as as like you know your daily farming and and what you're working on is going to be a little bit de- tied to your rank rather than where you are in content uh, your the leader pulls that you get can really change how fast you get through content in the game. But a lot of times, you know, the monsters that you have as leaders and the teams that you've developed don't actually affect where you are in terms of, you know, what you're doing in terms of farming this or getting these Evo materials, how you get this, you know, how you get your rank experience, how you get your plus things, how you get your... Uh, coins, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry that you didn't get to have the whole conversation that Kevin and I had to sort of talk through this. Um, I've tried to give you a a brief rundown of it. And uh, sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll try to make sure we don't have it happen again. And you also get to miss out on Kevin's goodbye. Uh, So with that in mind, uh, thanks for listening. And may the Skyfall Gods be ever in your favor. And Diana, you say bye. Bye.